0: Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking to Johnny Lee Clary, former leader of the Ku Klux Klan in the United States and now an evangelist preaching the good news of Jesus Christ all over the world. He's been uh, seen on programs like Oprah Winfrey, at all sorts of conferences, travel all over the world on TV and radio, all sorts of things, and now he's uh, visiting here in Australia. Welcome to History Makers, Johnny.
1: Well, thank you, Matt. It sure is nice to be on your program.
0: Fantastic. Now, uh, tell me, you must have had a pretty interesting upbringing to uh, have joined the uh, Ku Klux Klan as a teenager. Tell us a little bit about what your family life was like.
1: Well, I was taught racism growing up in the south in Oklahoma. Uh, I came from a segregated town where racism was the way of life. And uh, people were taught to hate. You know, you're not born with hate, someone has to teach it to you. And uh, Proverbs twenty-two six says, train up a child in the way that he should go. When he was older, he will not depart from it. So, I was taught hate, I was taught to be prejudiced and bigoted, and so I had those type of um, attitudes in me. I was taught to fear black people, and uh, so that's the type of area I grew up in. Uh, But when I was 11 years old, my father committed suicide, and I was sent by my mother. My mother didn't want her kids, so she sent my little brother away and then sent me away to go live with my sister out in uh, California, and I was sent to live in gang-ridden territory, and my sister, uh, she took all of my inheritance money and spent it on drugs, so I was uh, there living in a poor section of town. I came from a middle-class home when my father was alive, and I had anything a kid could want, but now I was poor, and I was was living in uh, gang ridden territory and I was being bullied by gangs and uh, there was all kinds of uh, uh, racism going on out there and I met someone from the Ku Klux Klan and he told me that uh, I needed a family and I needed protection and if I would come join the Klan they'd be a family and they'd protect me.
0: Wow so you joined the Klan and did you find that there was a sense of community there and a sense of belonging for you?
1: Yeah, because I was a kid that was very confused, you know, because my father committed suicide, and I was very confused to why he killed himself, and I was uh, very confused that my own mother didn't want me, and I was confused why my, I couldn't go live with my grandparents and my little brother, uh, and uh, I, was, I was very confused about, about a lot of things, and uh, I was looking for acceptance. I just needed encouragement, and uh, I was trying to find encouragement, and, uh, and I, obviously I found it in the wrong place.
0: Then you uh, obviously must have climbed the ranks of the clan to uh, end up having some, some pretty weighty titles in the clan. What, what did you end up doing there?
1: Well, because of the fact that they were there for me when nobody else was, I felt good about them when they recruited me. And I felt like I belonged to something, and they kept telling me I was important. So it made me want to do more for the organization. So I recruited, uh, and I was an open clansman. You have secret clan members that hide behind the hood. They never tell anybody that they're a And then you have open Klansmen. And they need open Klansmen, the people that will tell everyone they're in the Klan. Uh, they need those type of people so that they will be the face of the Klan and get out and recruit other people. And so I went out and recruited. I distributed newspapers. I uh, gave speeches and things like that. And I just kept climbing up the ranks. And they kept promoting me. And, by the, and I was back in Oklahoma by this time. And by the time I was 20 years old, I was the youngest leader of the state uh, in, in the history of the Klux Klan of a state they put me in charge of the state of Oklahoma and a few years later I climbed up the ranks and became the national president which is called the Imperial Wizard
0: Wow and what happened how did you get out of the clan how, how did you convert to Christianity tell us the story
1: well, there was a lot of uh, things that I disagreed with in the Klan. Uh, they, for instance, they would say the Holocaust never happened, and I knew darn good and well that Hitler killed the Jews. And uh, they were uh, they were doing all kinds of things. They were committing others. Uh, uh, they were hooked up with the Nazis and the skinheads and the Aryan Brotherhood, the Aryan Nations, the Order of the Birderswagen, and all of these uh, organizations were committing crimes and people were going to jail. And uh, I was being questioned by the FBI left and right. There was a lot of things that I lost to get to the top I was also a professional heavyweight wrestling champion I got involved in pro wrestling and I captured the Arkansas heavyweight championship and I was wrestling on TV and uh, feuding with Sgt. Slaughter and people like that and uh, the Ku Klux Klan uh, they booked me to be on Oprah Winfrey and other talk shows and I became very well known throughout America and uh, when I did that the wrestling promoters tore up my wrestling contracts and so I lost my career in pro wrestling then I met and fell in love with a girl and She turned out to be an FBI informant sent in to pretend to be my girlfriend to get all the information she could uh, and turn it over to the FBI. And so people were being arrested all over the country and uh, doing stupid things because the skinheads and the Nazis were talking them into it, and people were going to jail. And I knew it was just a matter of time I was going to end up there, and I was looking for change in my life. Uh, People kept coming across my path and witnessing to me and telling me all about Jesus. And uh, when I was a little boy, when my dad was alive, I'd gone to church, and I'd given my life to Jesus at nine years old, but after he committed suicide, I quit going to church. So I was running from God. And um, But, you know, Jesus says that a good shepherd could be looking over a hundred sheep, and one sheep runs out of the pen, he'll leave the 99 and go after the one to bring him back in. And so Christians were on assignment, coming across my path, praying for me and telling me that I needed to get my life right with God. And um, and I uh, I ended up, uh, when, I, uh, when everything, when I was on, on top as a National Imperial Wizard, I was very unhappy. Happy with my life, and especially after my girlfriend betrayed me and everything, and so finally, I just decided, uh, you know, I didn't, I wanted a change in life, and so I quit the clan. And when I quit the clan, they all turned. I, I, I quit being the leader. Actually, I didn't. Uh, uh, when I, I was not going to quit the clan originally, I was just going to quit being the leader. And when I resigned from being the leader, they all turned on me and started calling me uh, a race trader. So I found myself without any friends. I couldn't get a job anywhere. Uh, I'd made myself too well known, uh, and I found myself. So broke and destitute, and uh, and I started looking at my life and thinking I was going to end up being some homeless guy sleeping in an alley with a bottle of wine. I just decided that's not how I wanted to live my life. So I loaded up a gun and decided to commit suicide in the same steps that my father did. And uh, then instead, I I looked down. I saw a Bible on the table, and I picked up the Bible and I started reading it. And uh, before the night was over, I got on my knees and gave my life to Jesus Christ. And uh, that was 20 years ago. And uh, I uh, started going to a church uh, and uh, started a process of renewing my mind in the same way that hatred is a learned response love is also a learned response. You have to learn how to love other people. And uh, so I started going to a multiracial church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I had a very, I got a really good job. I was uh, making money at a car dealership and uh, and I was, I uh, had different plans in my life. And then I saw these young kids uh, on television on one of those talk shows and they were joining hate groups and I began to pray and I said, God, you need to send somebody to go talk to those kids. They're making the same mistakes in life that I made. And I'm going to ask you to go talk to these Teenagers uh, send somebody to go talk to these teenagers, Lord, so that they don 't do the same things that I did. Let them know how stupid all these hate groups are, and then all of a sudden, I felt like God was saying to me, "Yes, I plan on doing that, and you 're the one i 've chosen so uh, so i uh, I quit my job and uh, stepped out and I started traveling around the world and went on the mission field and uh, i 've been traveling the world preaching the gospel and rescuing kids out of these hate groups for the last twenty years now
0: now. I'm, it's just quite foreign to me, you know, like you you see some movies on TV about the Ku Klux Klan, you hear about, you know, neo Nazis, you hear about skinheads, and and you think it's far away, but is it, are those groups still quite big in Australia and, and around the world? Are they, are they well known?
1: Oh, yes. That's one reason I keep coming to Australia, because the Ku Klux Klan uh, started organizing here 10 years ago, but the Nazis were already here, and so was the National Front and the skinheads and groups like that. And uh, today they have grown all over the world, and since the election of Barack Obama, uh, they, they have quadrupled in their membership in America. Uh, they have branched out in New Zealand, Australia, Sweden, uh, uh, England, all over the place. And uh, when I, I work with police departments now, and I also guest speak for the FBI in America to help educate uh, federal agents on the mindset of these white supremacist organizations. And when I came here to Australia, I met with the hate crimes unit of the New South Wales Police Department, who are now monitoring all over Australia, all these hate groups, and they showed me a list of uh, that was two pages long of different chapters of the KKK that's opened up right here in Australia. And so uh, this is something that parents need to be concerned with. I speak at high schools, and I speak at youth rallies all over Australia, and I warn the teenagers and the parents to steer clear of these groups and, and steer clear of these gangs and uh, don't listen to the message of the National Front, the Nazis, the skinheads, or the Klan, you know, because the Klan by any other name is is uh, still the Klan, just like Shakespeare said about a rose, a rose, by any other name is still arose and also the Cronulla riots which just took place about three or four years ago when the Cronulla riots happened uh, they uh, the police informed me that it was the KKK who started those riots down there wow. and so uh, these organizations are here in Australia and don't let anybody kid, kid a person and say that they're not because they are here but, uh, but the good news is is that there's a way to overcome this and that's through the message of Jesus Christ because that's what helped me and that's what I use to help others
0: Now, Johnny, I was talking to someone recently of an older generation that uh, made me think and this person made a comment that we all have a little bit of racism in us and we all feel uncomfortable around people who are different in in skin colour to us. What do you think about that? And, And is it possible to cure that kind of problem?
1: Well, first of all, that's a false statement. Whoever made that statement, I believe that that that, that statement is misleading, and it's false because, uh, uh, yes, while there is some people who have racism, not everybody has a little bit of racism in them, but even with a little bit of racism, one thing I want to stress is a little bit of cancer. Uh, A lot of people say, well, I just got a little bit of cancer. Well, if they don't tend to that little bit of cancer, it becomes malignant and destroys the body. A little bit of racism needs to be cut out as soon as possible uh, because... Uh, what that will do if you ignore it it will it will become malignant and it will destroy the human race because racism is a cancer on the human race
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I know, I know one thing's for sure. I, I've met a lot of people who have no racism in them whatsoever. Uh, I believe the more time you spend with Jesus Christ and the more time you spend in the Word and the more time you spend in fellowship with Jesus, you have no racism in you if you're truly following the ways of the Lord, because uh, the ways of Jesus Christ was anti-racist all the way. Hmm.
0: Absolutely, absolutely And you know One of my favourite songs We might play it on the show actually Is uh, Coloured People by DC Talk You like that song?
1: I love that song
0: I listen to it (laughs) That, uh, what does it say? This thing of beauty is the passion of an artist's heart That God painted us all different colours And and it's uh, part of his creativity That he made us all beautiful in his eyes Yeah
1: well, you gotta look at a, you know, I kinda look at the human race as God's rose garden. You know, if you have a rose garden, uh, my favorite roses, for instance, is yellow roses. But it would be awful boring if that's all there was in the world was yellow roses. Mm-hmm. And so if you mix up the different colors, it's more interesting to look at when you put white and, uh, red and yellow together and things like that. Well, I believe that when God looks down at the human race, he sees his rose garden and he sees a very colorful garden. And we can't, we can't, uh, ignore the fact that in Revelation 7 9, John saw heaven. And he said, it was there I saw a great multitude that no one could count from every nation. The word nation comes from the Greek word ethnos, meaning ethnic and race. So from every race, every tribe, every language, every people, standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. They weren't in their own separate sections. They were right there in front of Jesus. So people are getting along right there in heaven. And uh, if we don't get along down here, we won't be able to get along up in heaven. Therefore, we can't go into heaven because heaven is no place of sorrow and tears and heartache and things like that. So uh, there won't be any racism in heaven. We better get rid of it now here if we expect to live forever with other races up there in heaven.
0: Mm. Now now Johnny, you've been traveling around Australia and you've seen literally thousands of people make a decision to follow Christ. Uh, what's the message that you bring to this country?
1: Well, I bring the message that some people can change, some people do change, and some people will change, but that change must come from Jesus Christ. I bring nothing but Jesus, okay? Uh, You know, I I can't come to this nation and and tell people that uh, it's going to take uh, uh, tolerance workshops and things like that, you know, like Oprah Winfrey or somebody like that might advocate, because you see, first of all, I don't like the word tolerance. Tolerance means we just tolerate each other, and I don't want God tolerating me. I want God loving me. And so I bring the message that Jesus is all about love and that we can get rid of this hate and prejudice if we surrender our life to Jesus. But it's going to take committing our life to Jesus, you know. And that means committing our body, our soul, our hearts, our minds to Jesus, making Jesus number one, basing our friendships on Jesus. And like I tell kids, I said, make the right choice. You know, the choices you make in life will determine your future. A lot of teenagers are mistakenly under the, uh, the impression that because they're young they can afford to make bad choices, but you really can't because the choices you make as a teenager can affect you for the rest of your life. It happened to me when I made the wrong choice at 14 years old to join the KKK. Why that choice still affects me to this day. So I tell kids, don't do that. Uh, make the right choices. Think before you make those choices. And uh, because the youth of today will decide what kind of world that we live in tomorrow. They're fixing to become the future leaders. They're taking over. Old war horses like me are someday going to be put out to pasture to ride the little children for a time. You know, there used to be a show pony. You'll be in the, you know, riding horses. And so the Young generation is uh, is is moving up to take over. So we better put the right values if we want to leave this nation, if we want to leave Australia, the United States, and other nations in this entire world, in a better place than what we found it. Then we better be willing to put the right values. And I can't think of any value that's better than the message of Jesus Christ because that's what works for me, and that's what works for people, and that's why thousands of people are getting saved right now all over australia in these meetings is because they see uh, the message of jesus christ and they're absolutely they finally find the answer when they come to these meetings
0: now there's probably people listening now johnny that are thinking you know i need to respond to this message i need to do something about you know having a relationship with god and and believing in jesus What, what would you say to those listeners what would the next steps be for them to take
1: well, the, first, the next step to take is to repent of all sin, for all has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. So the first step is tell God you're sorry for the sins that you've committed and say, Lord, I turn away. See, repentance means turn it completely around. So you turn away from sin and turn it around and say, God, I'm not only sorry, but I am going to make the best effort I can not to sin anymore, and I ask you, Jesus Christ, to come, Jesus, to come into my life and be Christ. I want you to be my Messiah. I want you to be my Lord, my My Master, my Savior. Lord Jesus, I commit my entire life over to you and I come to follow you today. I promise you I'll read my Bible, I'll fellowship with other believers, I'll go to a church where I can get the right training in your word, and I will tell others that I'm proud to be a Christian and that what what you did for me you'll do for them. If people will do that and they'll commit their lives to Jesus, then they will see that they'll have a complete change about in their life and they will be and they'll find out that those old things are found. Away And all things become as new because you become a brand new creation. And the good news is, is you get a complete pardon. When you do this, you get a complete pardon. That means for every sin you've ever done, God remembers them no more. You get complete amnesty. He says, I don't even know what sins you're talking about once you accept Jesus on the cross. God forgets all those and you, and you get a fresh new slate and your name is written down in the Lamb's life and you have eternal life in heaven. And that's what we need to focus on is preaching about heaven and letting people know that there is eternal life life through Jesus Christ.
0: Well, Johnny, your life is certainly a testimony of uh, someone who uh, has come from from darkness to light and uh, it's an inspiration to us. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, now, if people would like to uh, find out more about you, is there a, there a website they can go to to track you down?
1: You bet. It's uh, xkkk.org, and that's the letter X, kkk.org, or simply johnnyleeclary.com, uh, and that's J-O-H-N-N-Y-L-E-E-C-L-A-R-Y. But it's a lot easier just to remember xkkk.org. It's the same website. It just goes to johnnyleeclary.com.
0: All right, Mike. Auric and your history, Micah. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, God bless you, Matt, and thank you for doing the great work you're doing across Australia.
0: God bless you, Mike. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bless you, mate. Bye-bye. That
0: brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History, History Makers. Is.